As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey, this is Jeff Lasornio um, asking for forgiveness, but we did take a week off last week. But we're back, and we're super excited. Um, we've got a cool topic to talk about, or at least I think it's a cool topic. Uh, I have to kind of think that because I, I'm the one that come up with it. So uh, today we're going to be talking about atheism, and really, kind of specifically, um, is it even possible to be an atheist? Okay, which there's going to be atheists out there. I think that will be like, yeah, it's possible. I am one, you know. But I want to talk about what the Bible says and and, the, and what the truth of the Bible is of it. Um, so I'm going to just uh, uh, introduce everybody, and then I'm going to go through the scripture that I have to uh, kind of explain why I, I'm thinking like this. And, and honestly, it's not my thought. It's a, a message that Pastor Glenn Schaefer had given, and when he gave this this scripture and then backed it up with some other things, uh, it just got me thinking. So I thought, well. That'd be a pretty good one to talk about, you know, and, and it's not really about whether or not people are atheist or not atheist. It's about how we deal with people. That's what we're always trying to do here in the amp station is how, how can we be better prepared to, to work, talk, live, and love people that are different than us. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of a normal setup of a couple of guests, but we also have a new guest today. So I'm going to introduce her first. Um, if you guys know her in the amp station, she's just got this great, amazing heart for God. Uh, she has this amazing heart for people. Uh, she just she really shows people how to love people, and that's Tristan Greenfield. Hi guys! <sighs> She's got the crowd <laughs> roaring. Awesome, awesome. And uh, she also goes to a real life church, which you know we're huge fans of uh, uh, Pastor Oakley and and that whole church, and they're they're partners of ours here. Um, so we really just enjoy those people and, and and the way that they support us and things like that. So thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. And then, of course, um, we've got Wes Hostler from the Church of the Nazarene. Yep. Kind of a regular on here. And then uh, the guy that makes it all happen, Mason Phillips. Sup. So uh, let's get right into it, man. I'm, I'm going to read this verse um, because this verse kind of describes what Pastor Schaefer was saying was, uh, you know, uh, in this verse, what he kind of talked like it was saying and what I believe it kind of says is that... Um, uh, every man is given the opportunity to know God, and 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 uh, if that's the case, then it would make it real tough to actually be an atheist. That's what I'm going with. So uh, we'll talk it out, though. So Romans one eighteen through twenty one, it says, "But God shows His anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness." That's a key part of it, I think. Who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Verse 21, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. You know, that portion there where it says that the wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, um, you know, and it says in there that uh, he's shown people things that, that show that he is the, uh, the God 
uh, that made this world and everything, and then they have no excuse for not knowing him. So with this verse, to me, it's pretty convincing that he gives every man an opportunity to know that he is God. What do you, what do you guys think about that, just right out of the bat? I think there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Definitely, definitely, I agree. And Jesus alluded to that whenever he was giving the Sermon on the Mount. And in chapter 7, he said something that that is really like shocking as well as kind of a a wake-up call. And he said, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and Mm -hmm. cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. And you think about all the things that that people do you know and they consider themselves you know followers of christ but do they know god do they have a relationship and that last verse says but i will reply i never knew you get away from me you who break god's laws so i think that ties together pretty well especially with uh, verses 20 and 21 in there in romans and saying, if you really have that relationship, that intimate relationship, which the know thing, knowing God, um, it's going to coincide with how you, you know, make choices, what you do with your life. So it has to do with uh, knowing God, and that relationship will change choices that we make. And all these choices that Paul goes through and how it makes a difference, uh, you know, whether you use the word wickedness or, you know, all these other things to talk about living in sin where you know what's right and wrong and you choose to do it anyway. Can you have that relationship with God and make those decisions every day? Right. Right. That's really good. What do you guys think? I had something. (laughs) That's okay. I just want to state this first is that um, wickedness doesn't mean like bad person. I just want to state that because that's in these words, it sounds very harsh and very like targeting like, oh, just because you don't believe in God or just because you do this does means that you're wicked. Like you're you're just full of evil. Like, no, Um, in the beginning with Adam and Eve, Eve ate the apple. It caused sin to come upon human race. And and so whenever we are born into this world, we are considered sinful. And so I wanted to bring that up and like to kind of like soften it a little bit, I guess you could say. That's that loving heart right there. You don't want anybody to feel excluded or like, and and you you are correct. The Bible sometimes will use a harsh language Mm -hmm. to try to drive a point. Yeah. that's maybe uh it's not as quite as absurd as it sounds but it's mm-hmm. it's just about not doing what you're supposed to basically um, yeah. especially within this thing of, of kind of denying god and his yeah. existence through the way that you're living your life yeah so that's really good i, I agree with what yeah. you're saying i was yeah. like i love everyone so i'm just <laughs> like it's not like completely bad i was like you're not yeah. full of evil but like it is something that we do have to think about is that wh- why is it so wicked in the eyes of God. Why, why is that? Why us of our denial of him or what we choose to do every single day 
be seen in that way in his eyes. Like, like that, that's such a great question too to, for me because it's in this verse. You know, I've mm-hmm. shown them the sky, I've shown yeah. them the earth, I've, I've shown them the things that I created, and they still won't see that I'm the one that's in this. You know, so yeah, because even if in my personal life. Like, I remember a time and season in my life where God literally had me, like, stand outside in the morning and just look at what he created. Like, you created that. Like, I, yeah. could, not, I could not think of any scientific reason, any other person or any matter or whatever could create that, but a person outside of time and yeah. space, you know, so. Well, and I get people that will say, well, you know, the sun's refracting off of the clouds, waves, and this, and that's what's... Okay, so God made the science that made all that happen. I'm okay yeah. with that, you know. That's where I go with it sometimes. I'm like, I'm good with that. But I believe that God's the one that put all that into our hearts, into our minds, uh, and made it work that way. So what do you think about the verse, Mason? Um, can you see in it that God is trying to say, or am I getting this wrong? Can you see in it that God is trying to say that there's really no excuse for not knowing that I'm God? I can definitely see that it's he's placed placed it all around us, and he's even he even says, I don't does he say it in this verse, or does he say it later? But he says, "I placed the law on your heart." I don't think it's in this, but I know what you're talking about, right? And so, it, inherently, when you get down to like the moral aspect of it, we know what's right and wrong, and we know that because of God, because He designed us with that That's really good intention of knowing what is right and wrong. Where yeah. did that come from? Where did our morality come from? And He placed it on our hearts, so we know what is right and wrong. And even if we never hear about Jesus, we know how to live our lives based on that. So part of why I wanted to talk about this again is about how we treat people that might come into here saying that they're atheist or, or that we come into contact with and uh, they want to try to fight us on this deal, which it should never be a fight for us. It should just mm-hmm. be how do we get into relationship with this person so that we can show them what God's done in our life. And honestly, none of this matters. None of this matters right here, this, this verse. Romans 1, 18 through 21 doesn't matter to someone that thinks that they're an atheist. Mm-hmm. This is the Bible, so we believe it is the truth. So what I want to do is, is see if we can develop the truth out of this, that everyone has a, the opportunity to know God and should know God, and now it's just a denial. So what is atheism, first off? You, you had some thoughts on this. Well, you've got to break down. They're going to shoot over my head. I just want to preface. No, we already had the NASCAR go by. We'll have to edit that out too. True that. Yeah. So, you know, theism uh, is just the ism of theos, which means God in Greek. And so it's, you know, God in different forms, whether it's monotheism, one God, polytheism, multiple gods, and then you have the atheism, which means without or, or you okay. know, no belief. And so, you know, atheism in itself is is a worldview, but I won't say that that is all-encompassing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it just changes how we deal with a lot of other questions if God is not involved in our belief system and right. how, you know, origins, like how humans... Uh, you know, came to be and all of life and the universe, all of those are existential questions. And so if, if atheism is at the root of your belief system, it will change the way you see so many other things. And so uh, I think it's important to know that with all the different worldviews involved, uh, atheism is definitely 
one of those that's going to limit um, how we can have conversations about various topics. Yes, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it, it go, it just finds its way into so many different topics in life, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I literally had a conversation with someone this week and I, it, it was like a deja vu moment. Cause I feel like I had this conversation before and they're talking about like the pictures of the UFOs and like the aliens and stuff like that. And this person literally stated to me, if they are real, God doesn't exist. I was like, you can't take God out of that because what happens if what happens if there is aliens, but God wanted to keep that, uh, from us and, uh, uh, and he only allow a certain few to have that discernment of knowing that they were there and that he created them, you know, and like, maybe now God wants to reveal that stuff. I've, and like, my thing is, is that like, to me, like, I don't, I can take God out of that. Cause it's like, who would have made them? Who would have made the universe right. that li- they lived in? Who, who, how, how could they breathe in the atmosphere that they could breathe in? And how could they enter into our atmosphere? Like, it's it, like, like, um, Wes was saying, it just adds more questions on like, well, then if God's out of the equation, who did it? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, it's because of another matter. Well, where did the matter come from? Like, I'm like so confused. And I'm just like, I I feel like people just use these topics and other things to just exclude God because of something that's going on in their own lives. Well, you know, before we started, Tristan, because part of what brought this up was, uh, Pastor Schaefer was talking about how 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 passionate people get when they're talking about this, when they're claiming that they're atheism. They're they're fighting so hard mm-hmm. to disprove something that they don't believe in, and that's kind of that was he was kind of using that as that's kind of a way that that you could why why argue so hard about something that you don't even believe in. Mm-hmm. And I told Tristan, I said, you know, if I went around to people and I was like, hey, dude, no, seriously, you've got to stop talking that smack on Santa Claus. <laughs> I know that he's real. Yeah. You know, people would just be like, okay, dude, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I know a lot of atheists will, will use the, the fact that we're trying to push our religion on them or, and that's not the case. I don't, I don't feel like, cause I don't feel like I do that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like people that come out of the amp station tend to do that. I, our role is to not be in your face, but be mm-hmm. there just in case, yeah. you know, we want to love on you. If you love the things that we love, then that's great. But if you don't, we still want to love on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like that's, but maybe it is with some people. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. There are some people that probably try to shove it down their throat. But that's what got it started was, you know, why are you getting so passionate about something that you don't even believe in? Um, why, to try to mm-hmm. disprove it to me. You know, I'm not trying to force it on you. Why are you trying to force your atheism on me, you know? Mm-hmm. But that was kind of one of my questions, though, was, if we were to take this as a biblical truth that every man knows God, us as Christians, because they don't they don't believe the Bible because they don't even believe in God is what they're claiming. If we take this, though, does that enable us or give us a better ability to treat them differently whenever we do come into contact and whenever we do have an opportunity to speak with them and, and uh, be in their presence or whatever? Because, you know, we talk about subway stories in here, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like... If, if to me, if I know someone doesn't know that they know that they mm-hmm. know that it doesn't exist, that changes things a little bit. It gives me an opportunity to speak with them and maybe 
just let the Holy Spirit kind of take over and, and do what he wants to do in that situation. Um, I have a scripture that actually piggybacks off of Romans and also like what it is to be an atheist, uh, what is atheism, and it kind of describes that characteristics of them, and it, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14, it says, but the natural or unbelieving man does not accept the things or teachings or revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish, absurd, or illogical to him. And he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned or unable to differentiate. I can't say that word (laughs) and appreciate he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. So due to the lack of knowledge that they have, um, uh, they're they're trying to make logic of something that they don't fully understand. And it goes back to like, well, that's where the relationship with Jesus comes in, like once you have that relationship with him and all that stuff, and I understand the bumps in the road, well, how do I do that? How how do I get closer to this so-called God that you guys worship and love so much, you know? And I'm like, I feel so bad. I'm just, but but in that instance, it reminds me that I can't judge them and I can't be mad at them for not knowing of a God that they were never exposed to. And, you know, even though he does say that he gives us chances to witness him within nature and stuff like that, what happens if we were the chance for them to witness him? And so like, that's why God gives Christians the ability to wake up every day and to have that grace to walk out this day so that they don't, they aren't quick to be better or anything like that so that we can be the witnesses and the ones that they are able to witness to that God does live in us. And so, yeah. I'll kind of piggyback off of that. I heard uh, something, I, th- I was at Life Church this last weekend and uh, Pastor Groeschel was talking about that people are tired of hearing the word of God. They're tired of people th- shoving it down their throats. So now it's our job to start living that right. word, start being, instead of acting like Christians, start being Christian and start mm-hmm. start showing that love so that a change can be made, so that, that relationship can be established. You know, and, and I think, too, that someone can claim that they don't believe in God and maybe still have that tug, but, but I think that they can believe that they don't believe. Uh, and for me, that person seems far better off than where I was, where I knew there was a God, and I still chose to do the exact opposite of what he wanted me to Mm-hmm. You know, not it wasn't a defiant deal because I still had enough uh, awe or reverence for God that I didn't want to just flat out deny him because that terrified me. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't do anything close to what he asked me to, you know, for a lot of years. And and uh, so I can almost see um, someone that's claiming to be atheist as uh, better than than what I was, you know, mm-hmm. when, when I was I'd been saved. I was living life. And if people asked me, Are you Christian, yeah, I'm Christian. And. But my life obviously didn't represent Christian Christianity at all. So, um, so one of the things that I've been reading a lot about, I've been doing uh, five chapters in the Old Testament in the morning and five chapters in the New Testament at night, really trying to get into the Word. And uh, there's a lot of people that get their hearts hardened. What what does that mean to you guys when the Bible talks about hardening someone's heart? To me, I wrote down some, and I put like bitterness, anger rebellion and hate but not like godly hate but like hate of the world okay what about you mace (laughs) i always read it as like a wall around their heart yeah Yeah. they're blocking out so 
say somebody's hardened their heart towards the things of God, anytime you want to bring up God around them, they're not going to hear you because they don't want to. Yeah. They've decided to shut all of that out. Yeah. And it would take something of God to soften that heart. Well, and a lot of times, you know, and, and this is, we're not going to get into the whole predestination or conversation, but a lot of times God is hardening the heart to accomplish what his real plan is. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm in Ezekiel right now and, Man, you talk about to me a stud. This, this is a dude that God said, "Hey, you're. I need you to tell these people what they're doing wrong." And oh, by the way, they're never going to listen to you. Oh yeah. But I still need you to deliver the message. You know so, what I mean? It's like, what? <laughs> you okay? So I'm going to go out. I'm going to tell them all things. That, I'm going to tell them you told me to tell them this, and then I'm going to do it, and they're just going to ignore it anyway. And you still want me to stay faithful in that? You know. Mm-hmm. Talk about tough, man. But the guy did it. And they I was telling Wes the other day, I was in Ezekiel. And what'd you say? <laughs> the guy was like on LSD or something. Because <laughs> he had so many visions. It was oh like, if we had a modern day Ezekiel, I can guarantee you that's what somebody would say. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But I just thought it was crazy. But, you know, God was hardening some hearts in that situation. He, he was hardening hearts. Um, and uh, with the promise that, hey, I'm going to bring you back at some point. Yeah. but. Uh, so, uh, do you do you guys think that there's a difference in a hardened heart and in atheism, or do you think they could be kind of, you know, maybe some hardened hearts are atheism, or some, you know, because to me a hardened heart has to do with knowing God mm-hmm. at some point or to some degree, uh, and just not doing what what you're supposed to, you know, kind of like you said, a wall around yeah. it or something like that, where atheism almost can go a little step further? Do you guys kind of see it maybe as one and the same? I'd kind of go with what you're saying. I think a hardened heart is more of, I know what the answer is, but I don't like the answer, and I don't want to live that out. But I think atheism is more, I'm trying to find a different answer. That's good. Because I may not like what that answer is and the way it's been presented to me. I want to find something better. And then... Sometimes that does lead that person to eventually finding God, but I mean, well, you know it's what not I love about that is I, I've I've actually had this experience recently where there's been someone that's been in here, and they were probably more agnostic, um, and which excited me because like what you just said, they're looking for a different answer, mm-hmm. but that means that maybe they're still open to this answer, mm-hmm. you, you know, and and I don't want to blow that by. Oh, you gotta you gotta believe. Why do you gotta believe? Well, just because you have to believe. You, you know what I'm saying? You've got to mm-hmm. have something for real to be able to show and and to. That's one of the reasons why we're going to go into personal evangelism really heavily at the beginning of the of the next uh, semester is to be prepared to at least at the very least share our own story. Mm-hmm. That's our one opportunity to be able to 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 witness to somebody non threatening. Hey, I'm not telling you you need this. I'm telling you how bad I needed it and what God did for me in it type deal. I mean, it it goes back to the discussion of truth. And if this passage in Romans 1 is saying that there are things that are found naturally in the world around us, uh, we have points in our life where we sense there's something bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. We have that God-shaped hole yeah. that... Uh, I'm forgetting who said that originally, but in a sense, we're always looking to answer questions 
of why we we sense something like that right and if if we're not willing to follow out the truth in a way um, that leads toward God or toward a God again it's different because when you have uh, people that will believe in something supernatural right versus somebody that rules it out because of their beliefs in uh, science disproving any type of supernatural events mm-hmm. and history and things like that then you've kind of closed yourself off to options or uh, possibilities that you know the truth might be found in a supernatural being and i think mm-hmm. this is huge in exactly what um Tristan was bringing up. I'm so sorry. I wanted to call you. I wanted to call you Tasha for some reason, and that passage is perfect because it talks about we're closed off spiritually Mm -hmm. without having a relationship with God, and we can't understand things. It escapes us, and so where we push back on looking for the truth, I mean, we don't know where the heart has been hardened versus mm-hmm. when somebody does get introduced to God and they know people, that's a little more obvious to know where they've hardened their heart because they've had it. But we don't know what in a person's uh, life they've experienced where they may have pushed back mm. on God and said, that's not a possibility. That's not an option for me to go that direction because of some presuppositions or, right. you know, uh, assumptions. Or, or subway stuff. Yeah. 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 And you talked about the, uh, everybody's trying to fill a hole that's in their heart. And that's why I, I don't really buy into the idea that when somebody says they are atheist, I think they're more agnostic most of the time. That's, that, kinda, that's, that's yeah. most of the case. I, I think there are a few that would say they are atheist and probably can stick to that. But I think most people are agnostic because they still believe there's something out there. They just don't want to acknowledge that it's God. Yeah. Um, also, uh, with what I've learned and what I've, I've studied and stuff like that, God says like, you either choose me or you choose a different God. And I feel like people, even though you might not, even though other people might not look at it, look at it as a God, like whether it be science or nature or whatever, you are still putting something in place of where God should be. And so even if it's, um, fashion or other different topics cars race cars oh well like because you always hear like this never failed me music never failed me so my trust is in is in music it's wherever your trust lies in a good thing becomes a bad thing when it keeps you from the best things yeah which is our lord and savior Mm -hmm. yeah so so true so with with kind of talking about this knowing um that maybe it, it gives them a little bit of a subway story whatever What's our best way to try to connect with someone um, that has represented that maybe they are an atheist or agnostic or or something? What's what 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 should we try to do as as amp stationers, Christians, um, you know, trying to be different in the Christian world than what maybe they've ran across in the past that's pushed them further to that uh, desire for disbelief or something? I've kind of had a little bit of experience with this because I actually have a friend that I've known for since the first grade and uh he used to be in church we used to go to church together but then eventually when he got out of high school he kind of went on his own way and i've had the uh opportunity to 
really kind of be that person in his life who is a Christian, but it's not judging him for not accepting God. I'm still able to live out a life with him and still love him as a friend. And and as we're really more like brothers because that's just how close we've been. It's good. And, uh, but he, I don't think he's ever felt like pressured to believe or to feel like he has to be in a godly way around me. He's very respectful, but he never, I don't think he ever feels uncomfortable whenever I'm either talking about going to church or doing anything like that, like, or loving God, I I think that it's the kind of that, that we don't really want to pressure somebody into it, but we still want to show them love. Right. Right. Um, in the season that I have been in, um, and just in my personal life, what I've come to with my walk with Christ, listening, not just hearing what they're saying, but actually listening to them, understanding how they're feeling in that moment and being able to reiterate that because if you truly listen and then as you listen to them, it gives them that sense of trust there to where now they want to listen to you. And that's where that opening is for you to be able to express your subway story or to express what God has done in your life. And then it piques an interest into them to maybe try it out. You know, like whenever someone sees you have so much joy in something, they want to try it to to have that same reaction and joy. And so whenever we sit there and we're able to listen to their story and they're able to feel like they're being heard, it's such a beautiful moment because I remember... A situation this past this past season where God was like, Don't say nothing. Just listen. Don't don't mention nothing. Only whenever I say talk, talk. And that's but hard really, for you and I, Tristan. Oh my God. It's so hard. <laughs> I love to talk. I, I know what you're talking about though, because yeah. I've kinda had some of the same moment and that's it's not my strong suit. It's my so strong hard. suit is to hey, I got the answer, you know? Yeah. Let me let me interject. But in that moment I didn't have the answer. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't listen to that right. person so good. and God was like, I'm going to walk you through this so that you will learn out of experience. And as you go and seek wisdom, you'll be able to answer that question. And I was like, okay. And I had to have the fruits of the spirit to be able to sit down, be patient, have self-control to not open my big mouth yeah. and just say a bunch of things, you know, and ramble because most of that rambling will be out of my emotions and not out of God's love. And I think sometimes we can we can feel like, hey, to establish relationship, I really need to dive in and give them my, my and not even necessarily about God or about their life or just, just anything. And sometimes there is more value in silence and, and just mm-hmm. being, letting them be heard. Uh, right now, I mean, what's going on in America right now oh, is, yeah. is people really just wanting to be heard, like not listened to, and then, okay, you said what you got. They want to truly be heard and, and something be done about it. And I think when, as Christians, if we can truly listen, hear what they're saying, absorb it, let the Holy Spirit work within us and say, okay, now here's how I want you to deal with this. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's huge. So what about what about you, Wes? You got any secrets or pointers for uh, how we can draw closer with uh, someone or get just get into a relationship with them? So Because, you know, that's we all – don't we all agree relationships – What's got to happen mm-hmm. first, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Before we can start trying to pour any kind of yeah. God other than our existence and our life just being the light, a natural light. Mm-hmm. Natural light. That, <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I, I think you guys are spot on, and, and listening is huge. And I don't, you know, 
I can't tell you when I first started being an attentive listener. Um, but when you pay attention to the difference in somebody that listens attentively versus somebody that's just waiting you to finish talking so they yeah. can say something yeah. else, it, it changes the conversation. And especially if it's a new relationship and there's a, you know, you know, they're kind of guarded. Uh, right. If they don't think they're being heard, they're not going to open up. There's not mm -hmm. going to be any type of connection there where they're going to say, oh, this person really wants to know what I have to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not a secret, but I, I don't think we slow down enough a lot of times. Uh, and for me, I'm just talking about myself. I, I definitely need to be prompted by the Holy Spirit to say, this is a moment you can't rush through. You can't uh, try to put it into your schedule. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've got to take whatever time is, is needed so that this person can actually believe in something that they, they just have reached a point where they don't trust anyone, let alone yeah. give uh, hope to something that is uh, bigger than they are, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, that's a great point. Cause, and I want to just kind of share, I, I don't want to share his name, um, but w we have someone similar to that here in the amp station that one of our guys has literally spent, a year with just in a relationship and friendship and um, um, sharing God, um, sometimes sharing the world unintentionally, but fell into it a little bit. But, and God started working in this person's heart and in this person's life. And I got to talk with him a couple of weeks ago, just he and I, I hadn't really had that opportunity in a long time, but he came back this semester or this year talking about last August very different was always involved in amp but still didn't like believe and didn't you know didn't trust all that but he's mm -hmm. but he was here every day he was and we've i mean when you're around it i just i just think the holy spirit gets to working and it's just hard to deny but i got to ask him i said what happened why did you come back so different why did you come back just wanting to be around this and and he was super honest and he said you know i was sitting at the house and i was uh realizing that i'm gonna be this time next year i'm gonna be done with school which he's actually not because of COVID and all that. So it worked out really weird, but it, he, uh, he was just like, I, di I didn't want to be who I was, you know? And so I thought I would try to be more like my buddy who had invested all that time. Mm -hmm. So he was trying to kind of emulate that person and maybe a little bit without God in it, you know, at first, but, um, as time went by and as he spent more time in here, as he spent more time with, with our guys and girls and, and started, I think, really feeling loved. Uh, you know, he started kind of seeing that this wasn't so bad. And, and maybe part of that, you know, people that I believe that get to the atheistic or agnostic point of view, they're really trying to escape the rules or, or the pushiness or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, it's just, and, and I just think there's a lot of our kids that get it right, that the way that you love somebody, the way that you welcome them in, the way that you have a discussion and whether you agree or not, you still don't bite their head off or, or try to make them, you know, I used to be the king at winning arguments by just hurting you. I, mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't resolve nothing. I just hurt you and I won, you know, mm -hmm. and that's not how it is here. And I think, I think people see that and notice that. And I think that's what happened to him. And he's, he's, I think any day now, 
he's going to come around. I, I think God's going to going to bring it around to fruition. And um, what was really cool was that thought didn't come to him in a room full of Christians talking to him. That thought came to him at his house by himself, sitting in his messy bedroom. Mm-hmm. And that's God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that's knowing God. I don't I don't know if I want to admit that I believe in God, but that is knowing God. And I think that's mm-hmm. exactly what the scripture is talking about is he knew God. He just wasn't willing to admit that he knew God and maybe didn't even realize that he knew God, but he did. And when he was sitting in his room was like, this is him. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he didn't realize then it was him. Maybe it's just now he's starting to, because now he's saying things like looking back, I can see, you know, uh, that guy being put into his life, this place being here, all these guys pouring into him, you know, he, he can kind of see those things. So it was a really great conversation and it kind of, um, really help me with this because I think it, it says a lot of what Romans one, 18 through 21 says, um, that it's in there. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to, uh, suppress the truth with your ways mm-hmm. that aren't what God wants for you, which is probably a, a great way of saying it rather than wickedness Yeah, because you could still be a good person. We see that all the time. Yeah. We see great people, but they're still not, not living what God wants them to live, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they're suppressing the truth by their not, how do I want to say that? They're suppressing the truth by just not living a godly life because mm-hmm. they, they won't acknowledge that it's him. So the thing that kept jumping off, you know, to me about not having the right mind because at the very end of chapter two, what you're reading in first Corinthians two mm-hmm. is, is it saying we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you start connecting to that, to what the truth is and stuff like that, all I could think about was what's the truth about morality Mm-hmm. And what we've got going on today is like, how can you say that everyone should know it's not okay to be racist? How can you say that everyone should know there shouldn't be discrimination? Because if they were raised a certain way, how would they know right from wrong? Yeah. And so, I mean, if you don't, if you don't put like some universal authority in there, it goes to culture. Like whatever your culture says is right. You're convinced, you know, a hundred percent it's okay to do this, you know, and, you know, pretend you're better than other people and stuff like that. So there has to be a universal absolute truth there that we all can sense through a relationship with God. Cause otherwise you're raising, you know, the next generation up to hate people. You're raising Mm -hmm. the next generation up to you know do all these things that that separate us as human beings i feel like that goes back to the listening portion too because Mm -hmm. they like whenever you're attentive attentively listening just like you said they know that you are actually listening to them it's it's like whenever we're able to listen to find that truth in what they have been going through we're able to figure out the situation a little bit better too you know so I don't know if there's a whole lot more to talk about, and that seems like a pretty good way to end it up. Do any of you guys have anything else that we've left out? or Because um, I think we're right about our 30 minutes or so, and I wasn't doing a wrap-up, but that sounded like a pretty good wrap-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> so, uh, awesome. Well, hey, uh, I promise this week I'm getting some T-shirts out to some people. I've already given out a couple of them. Uh, I'm going to send Alyssa hers because she was the first one to write in, and I, but I've got them done. I've got them 
here. I've got them ready to package up, so I'm going to send her one. But if you uh, would like a T-shirt, contact us. Um, you can do it through uh, uh, the social media stuff, but we'd love it to get a snail mail letter from you because that was just really cool, <laughs> and we might actually even read it on the air if we get a chance. So, um, And we're also going to do some testimonies uh, in the next coming weeks. We'll start releasing those as bonus episodes. They'll just be short little uh, eight to ten minute uh, episodes on each of the people that have been on our podcast, and hopefully that's going to grow as now the COVID is going to listen to God and dissipate. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, going to start getting more and more people involved in here. So, hey, we love you guys. We thank you for listening. Uh, really amazed that there's 35, 40 people listening almost every week, and it ends up getting to about 60 or so on each episode, and I just think that's really cool because we're not doing it to get rich. We're not doing it to get famous. We're just doing it to try to talk about uh, the biblical truth of the Bible, and I uh, hope that we get to that most of the time, more often than not. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.